You haven't started recording yet, right? Oh, I fully have. Yes. Oh. <laughs> but I won't include. Well, I was like, I was gonna be like, let's like just just like this thing on. <laughs> <laughs> just like start like blasting, but um, oh, what's what's going on, Alicia? I literally have not spoken to you at all. Like, oh, how are you? Since the since others since got since gossip happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, not much going on. I was just telling Maria I have to have my wisdom tooth pulled out in a few weeks, which I'm not looking forward to. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty, honestly, that's pretty much it. That's like the biggest thing that's happened to me since COVID started. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that's something. Yeah. You? Like, yeah. Oh my God, just, I don't know. I'm like, there are so many days that I feel like I'm actually losing my mind. <laughs> um. <laughs> And then there's like other days where I'm like, everything's great, like blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Alicia, like you live alone too. And like, I just feel like, like, you know, I'm assuming you've been like pretty good too. Like with like, maybe not like seeing people like without yeah. a mask. I think see like my parents. Yeah. That's yeah, like I literally only see my mom. Yeah. Like we are actually a bubble like yeah and it's like I love my mom and she's she wants the link to this um so she <laughs> she's gonna like hear this but, no but it's like you know sometimes you're like you need to like see your friends too man she probably feels the same too she's probably like I'm sick of seeing my daughter all the time <laughs> like you know but um it's like I don't know some days it's just like and not going into the office like like I know people who live alone, but they're still like going into an office. So like, they're still in like the physical presence of people. Like yeah. the first time. And like, I will say like yesterday, my friend and I went to, we had to go to Bath and Body Works. We had, we had to get candles. <laughs> right? Um, I've been candleless for like two months. I just couldn't do it anymore. So like we wore masks in the car and like, like she's been really good too and stuff, but I'm like, I almost like don't know how to act anymore. Like when I'm actually in somebody's physical presence, I'm like, oh, like it's like, now it's like one person and like, that's it for like, I don't know how long, like I don't, but I don't know. So basically it's just like living alone, working alone, only seeing my mom. Like it's like, I. <sighs> Isolation nation, dude. It actually is. And I'm like, I'm so curious and like, you know, psychology mind here. I'm just like so curious how this is like messing me up, yep. <laughs> which is like first world problems. But like, honestly, it's like not having that physical presence. I really feel is, is going to mess us up. Yeah. Okay, Cause well, Alicia, cause you know what we're doing at work, we're doing this thing where we're randomly matched with people to do like a digital coffee. Oh, that's cute. Here. Alicia has opted herself out, even though it's mandatory. So <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Why? I, I am literally though, I have so much anxiety about this. Cause I'm like, I don't, nothing is going on in my life. I have nothing to talk about. I am more <laughs> of a listener than a speaker for like between strangers, you know, like I'm just like so anxious and then I had to cancel my first one because of like my family stuff this week so yeah. I just feel like awkward I'm like what am I going to talk to this random coworker about for 30 minutes like I don't yeah. know I'm stressed yeah. oh my god and by the way like now that we're trying in person I'm so sorry to hear oh I'm yeah sorry. no thank you and I hope that it like went well like your business well so we couldn't like go see them in okay. the end because there's like a Toronto has a 10 person cap and everything so 
but uh we're just like supporting my dad and yeah you know trying to keep it positive yeah thank you yeah sorry I didn't mean to like (laughs) but I also didn't want to like not address it like (laughs) no I appreciate that but yeah like just talking about like in-person interactions like I even digital ones I'm I'm becoming so socially awkward like I don't know or like I'll like trip over my words so much because I don't speak all yeah you know absolutely so weird okay just to clear my name the only reason why (laughs) I opted out was because first of all I like like now I'm doing this new thing with Sydney so I genuinely like don't really have the time Mm -hmm. and if I do it I would have to take out time away from like doing stuff work yeah that like has to get done or else I would have to stay later in the day or work some times to do that yeah I'm just clearing my name for all the people in lentil soup who are gonna attack me (laughs) um what are you doing with Sid what did you say with Sydney you're doing something yeah like basically Sydney does like paid testing um Sydney's was basically teaching me how to do it oh I thought this was like a side thing no no basically Sydney's walking me through this process but like there's a lot of issues like I don't have access to anything so I'm waiting for that but in the meantime I have to like set send stuff to Sydney and like try to figure out numbers that I'm gonna be honest I don't really get (laughs) so (laughs) yeah these coffees are fully during work hours they're not like extra right and now that I'm doing that though it is nice no it is it, it's a very cool idea it's just like especially now that I have to get ready for like my wisdom tooth I have to like prepare all the stuff for my writers yeah. schedule and advance so I'm just like it's not the moment for me yes yes <laughs> yeah that's perfectly okay <laughs> someone's gonna call me out I feel it <laughs> well, one of us always gets called out every episode all the time that's true I love that um so let's get into it welcome to episode 10 of uh, yes we did it so um this episode's theme is uh hot takes and we've all prepared some hot takes i kind of lacked on the homework i I brought like four but i'm assuming we'll bounce off each other you know we're a couple of yeah, we're a couple of uh, steamy hot bitches, so I'm sure we have. Yeah. Full disclosure, I didn't know we were all supposed to come up with hot takes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I guess that wasn't, yeah, really part of the instructions, but, you know, between Maria and I, there, well, there was... Well, you were born with hot takes coming out your ass. Yeah. So I'm sure I'll, I'll be able to work. To Every work. Facebook status you've ever, just go back to your Facebook status. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Your takes, like, they're all hot takes. Really? While we start with one of yours, I'm gonna go on. Yeah, so since you're the guest of honor, <laughs> Olivia. Oh yeah, by the way, our guest is Olivia. Former hey. co-worker, current BFF, current bad bitch. Hey. Um, That's right. Why don't you start us off? Okay, well, okay so, so mine, because this the podcast name is Not Your Average Snowflake. So when you think of snowflakes, obviously you think of millennials. Mm-hmm. So my hot takes, I don't know about yours, Maria, mine are hot millennial takes. Okay. Um, and I feel like, especially now with like the Gen Z versus millennial thing, like a <laughs> lot of these are coming to the forefront. Yeah. Um, okay. The one I want to start with, and cause I was telling my mom yesterday, like about the podcast and stuff and what we were going to talk about. Yeah. Um, the whole pineapple on pizza thing, like 
to be honest like like on dating apps for example like like there's um like prompts and stuff and, and one would be like debate this topic and and like literally everybody's just like pineapple on pizza and I'm like <laughs> it's not a debate to me it's not a debate I don't know why millennials just like love to to bring this up um you know we we can go one at a time say whether we're a fan or not like it's fine pineapple on pizza is fine I, I why are people so hung up about it I agree <laughs> right yeah but like it's also just like it. there's so much weird shit you could put on a pizza and it would still taste good like it it doesn't matter. It's like personal preference, but I do think it's a hot take when you're talking about like traditional pizza versus like American pizza, you know? Okay. Or like westernized yeah. pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about like your local, like Friday night, like ordering in the place. Well, Alicia, you're like the resident Italian here. So that is- well, yeah. Like if you go to Italy and ask for it, you'll get shot in the street probably. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you're here, yeah, I, I think I think it's because, yeah, it's complicated. When you're Italian, it's like, hey, you really shouldn't be doing that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, you're out with your friends and no one else is Italian, you can like do it and no one will judge you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, my thing isn't even like if it's right or wrong. It's like, it. I think the thing to me that bothers me, and you guys know like a lot easily bothers me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Virgo energy. I have no patience for <laughs> illogical moments. Um, but anyway, it's, it's just like, like this, I, I just don't know why it is such a hot topic. Like no other toppings really get that much heat. And it was, it was just like someday somebody made probably like a stupid fucking meme. Like, I don't even know where the origin, I probably should have like, can we, we can swear on here, right? Like it's yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna like get demonetized. Well, uh, you have to be demonetized. I don't know. Like that's my thing. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just like a millennial thing. Like everybody is just like, do you like pineapple on pizza? It's it's like don't talk. Don't talk to me about that. Okay. Yeah, it's literally like people <laughs> make it a part of their personality to see yes. like they're different. This is a lot. Actually, this snowballs into another millennial thing that I hate, which is people turning like random likes or interests into their whole personality yes like oh you put like pineapple on your pizza you're so different like you're quirky like no you're not you're not (laughs) well and it's funny that you say that too so maybe one of your hot we can go into like your hot take too but like this goes into it too with the personality thing is like traveling as a personality trait which i feel like we kind of discussed before (laughs) like it's not like cool like you travel but it's like it's not part of you it's not it's not like you I disagree. Oh, what? <laughs> I do. I think that your whole personality should be like I travel. No, but like people who travel have such a bet. Well, typically such a better worldview because they've seen sure. so many different things. I don't mean like people who go to resorts. I mean like people who like go into this like culture of the place, right? So I don't think it's like your personality, but I think it yeah. impacts you a lot and changes who you are. So yeah. like. When people, but I see what you mean. Like when people, I like, think like I'm talking about like the wanderlust or like, uh, what's the what's that fucking word everyone uses? Wanderlust. Wanderlust. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, like yeah. that's what I mean. Like it's just like like again going back to dating apps. Like the amount of people who's like 
full profile is just every country (laughs) I'm like and like every picture is them like rock climbing and and they're they're like and like even their prompts are like like it'll be um what's your craziest story it's not saying what's your craziest travel story it's like just what is what's like your craziest story and it's always like uh when I was in Bangkok we were on like a moped and our driver just like drove onto the beach and then there was like a a moon party and we like did acid or something and it's just like okay like it's also like like every story has been told by so many people because they don't travel exactly you're not (laughs) unique they do the same trip that everyone else has done yeah so I see yeah I agree. Like, I think the thing that gets me annoyed with the traveling thing, um, because I'll say it, like, I think, I feel like I, I do make things, Mario Thames knows this, I do make a lot of things that are, like, part of my personality traits. <laughs> so, like, if I like, like, New Girl, and I'm binging it, I will literally make Nick Miller part of my personality, like, for the foreseeable future. Like, that's how I act. <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree like the the dating app thing is annoying when they list every single country that they've ever been to and also just because like it eliminates a topic of conversation you know what I mean like when you're getting to know each other like oh where have you gone you just eliminated the whole conversation it's like I don't need to know anything else about you exactly yeah. and but on Maria's point I love traveling and it is one of my favorite things to do um so yeah, I don't really know. I love traveling too. I'm not saying I hate it. Like I've, no, I've been but, places too. Yeah, no, no, no. But, <laughs> I'm all traveling, but like I do make it, not that I get made fun of by my friends, but I guess it's because I'm a bit of a snob when I go traveling. Not to the people, but like, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I don't like staying in hostels or even Airbnbs. I like staying at like nice hotels and eating really well and like buying shit I don't need like I'm a you know I get splurge yeah yeah so I do get made fun of for that stuff so I don't really know where that puts me in this debate but also like (laughs) then that goes to another topic too now this is just like complaining about people like like, yeah the people who are like the only way to do Europe is to like backpack for like freaking yeah 10 months and it's like First of all, not everybody like has that time. Yeah, for okay, sure. Like any another like prompt that people do or like will answer, like they'll say like, like it's like, what's the biggest risk you've taken? And it'll be like, quit my job ten minutes later, bought a plane ticket to just <laughs> <laughs> to, to Barcelona. The rest Barcelona. is Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. And it's like <laughs> it, it's like I don't know. This sorry no I just said I, I get what like I get what Olivia is saying like my biggest risk is like just like trying to make it through every day <laughs> yeah or like and like even just like I feel like these these people who like romanticize like what like travel is and like should be is like just like quitting your job yeah like going backpacking for 10 months uh and like staying in like hostels where they got bed bugs and yeah like, it's always so like not all hostels are like that obviously yeah it's literally always so extreme and like it's just not like that like people live their normal everyday lives work during the week and then like book a vacation and go to the places they think about all the time and don't make that their entire life but it kind of like reminds me of this is another hot topic but 
like hustle culture and millennials like obsession with like the grind and like if you want to travel you need to grind every day like stop this yeah (laughs) hustle culture hate it capitalist fetishization like I hate it so much and I used to be that bitch that was like I'm a hard worker like "Mm, whatever now I'm like literally I'm not doing anything extra ever in my life yes yeah (laughs) like I honestly like like leisure time will be spent doing leisure yeah for sure as it should be yeah like it's not like like we had this conversation right where it's like obviously like if you like you need to like pay the bills like you still need to work right and then like if you do if your dream is to like own your own soap company one day yeah um, like obviously yeah you might have to do that in your spare time but yeah I feel like there is this idea that like we all need to have this side hustle like like we can't just like enjoy the like two hours after work that we have to ourselves. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Because it's, it's, it comes from like, I, I mean, for us anyway, like that's a big thing I find in, in our family because like my grandparents, that's how well, my grandfathers, I should say, that's how they were, right? All they know is work. They don't do, they didn't do anything else yep. because they didn't know how to do anything else which like, I understand it was different times. So they had to like provide and whatever, but it's like, luckily we're at a point. It's like weird. Cause yes, everything's getting more expensive, but we also have the liberty to like not have to work for 18 hours a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when you don't, when you're actually like enjoying your time or like that famous line of, well, if you don't buy a Starbucks every week, you'll save blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. But then I just like, won't have any, like joys in my life you know what I mean like I there's tons of things I I don't have to buy one book a month but like then I'm just like not gonna escape this shitty reality like is that a joke (laughs) yeah and then like also like people have to buy books like yeah but just like in general like like even when back to the traveling when I go on vacation everyone's like well you would save so much money blah blah I was like okay but I don't work my ass off all year to take a half-ass vacation I work my ass off all year so I could take the vacation that I want to take and spend needless. Am I throwing money away? Maybe it's possible. You could feel however you want, but like it's I want money. exactly. It's my money. Like I think too. I like, buy drugs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think too. Like I know, like a lot of generations, like it's about like being frugal and stuff. Like it's not just millennial, but like I do think that specifically millennials we're like, we're constantly looking for ways to save or like, like we're all living in that reality show, extreme cheapskates. Like (laughs) I literally, like sometimes when I go to the grocery store, like I literally only buy things on sale the majority of the time. Like if, if I want, if I want like chips or something, they're not on sale. I don't buy them because I'm like $5, not worth it. I'm going to wait till it's like four (laughs) <laughs> or something like that like I don't know you know what I mean like it's just so stupid and like um well it, it's not stupid very much well it's also like just like it. we're trying to save in the spots that normally a job would correct for inflation yes so we wouldn't have to do those saving things but like yeah. most jobs will not do that you know yeah. like you're not really getting paid an equivalent of like back then you know back then whenever that was 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like we we know we have to like save where we can or else we won't be able to have the small joys that we enjoy so much. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, but I do I do feel like that too. Like I feel like I'm also sometimes being told like, oh, but you could have saved doing this. Like you could have done that. I'm like, but I didn't but I yeah. didn't. It's okay. Like it, it's honestly fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Also like I'm not in the business of having to cut out everything I love in my life so I can yeah. have like this crazy amount of money, but then like, I still can't spend it. Cause you just told me that like, I just have to keep it there. <laughs> like obviously like everybody's different and like, you know, like obviously it's like, we're, we're very privileged to be able to, for example, buy a book every night, like have that extra yeah. income, right? Like, and obviously with like, only buying groceries on sale like the, again like sometimes like there are you know people who who have to you know they, they can't buy the salmon that isn't marked down like you know what I mean so it's like I don't know I think but you're also allowed to complain like that's my hot take is that we need to complain more because <laughs> I don't like when people tell me I fucking hate that eh when people tell me oh well you know people have it worse like, you don't think I know that? I'm aware. Yeah. Like, we live in the age of technology where all you see is bad news all the time. I know people have it worse than me. I know people are dying every day. I know people are sick. Like, I know people are starving. I get it. I know. But I can really only control my life. Mm -hmm. So I feel bad, obviously. Like, I'm empathetic and I, you know, try to help when and where I can. Uh -huh. You know, make clothes you don't use, whatever. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I can only fix my stuff and like deal with my stuff and I barely do a good job at that <laughs> and another thing I'm gonna fucking complain so the day I die my last breath I will be complaining okay? <laughs> honestly I feel that <laughs> it's also just like as I think millennials specifically and probably gen z like we have the weight of like social issues on our shoulders but it's literally all of the res all the results of like boomer fucking policy and capitalism yeah. that created this disparity in life I don't know like the, the the quality of life across the world you know like we didn't create this insane like capitalist structure where our all of our pleasures are based on someone else's losses yeah and we can't just change our personal choices and expect that to account for you know like oh, if I go vegan, then at least someone else, like, they can have this or that. Or if I, if I thrift my clothes, then someone, you know, maybe it's going to help someone have a better job in a different country. But then, like, no matter what you do, you can't escape the fact that you live your life at the same time as someone else lives their maybe less quality of life. And, like, there's no escaping that. And no matter what you do to, like, fight the fact, like, you can recycle, you can be, you can be vegan, you can eat less meat, you can have an electric car, you can ride your bike, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, your personal choices are not going to impact the world the way And, and also, like, every day, I, and, like, on that point, I see something different that we're, like, supposed to do. Yep. It's so hard to keep up with, like, that's why I, like, just logged out of Instagram for a bit, because I'm like, you know what? All I see in my stories is, first of all, people who I like, I don't really like, like I like them, but I just don't care to see their stuff all the time. I'm like, no offense. Like, who are you? And like, you keep telling me like what to do. Like I, and, and on that point, I just saw somebody share something that was like, like, you don't need to buy organic all the time. Or like, you don't need to um, buy like whatever all the, or like um, 
shop local. It's like, you just have to buy the right stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Like, like no. And then it was like, you know, then I started going into like how much water is used and stuff. And like, don't get me wrong. Like we need, like, we need to be more conscious about that, but it's like, I, I, all I'm saying is like every day we're being told something different, like go vegan, go that because it like helps the environment. And then, you know, no, 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 you don't have to go vegan, but you just have to buy the right things. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want somebody to be like, this is how we, you have to live your life okay, so here's your grocery list and go and go get those things. Like, I don't want to have to think about it, it because it's different every day. It literally feels like okay. being micromanaged in every aspect of your life. Like that's, yes. that's what it seems like, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, just, it's so hard to be just so, you know, when you want to be good, but you're also like, this isn't my fault. It's out of my control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I, for example, I still buy DVDs, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. and my friend Matthew was like, it's like, oh, they'll stay in like the earth forever or whatever. I was like, hey, first of all, <laughs> I don't buy like thousands of DVDs. I buy DVDs of movies that I love and that like, yeah, I'll watch the DVDs. So like, as long as I'm alive, they're going to stay with me. Yeah. But then I was like, but you have like three cars. I was like, we really want to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, so yeah, so we didn't get into an argument, but just to say, you know, like we all fuck up on things. We all have our thing. Exactly. And like, it's impossible yes. to be, I say this probably every episode, but every single person who's alive is quote unquote problematic in some shape or form. Like there's no such thing as being the perfect human being, whether it's like what you're doing for the sake of others. Uh, I, mean, I mean, speak for yourself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> In my head, I was like, I was like, minus Chris Evans. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were going to say minus Olivia. That's what I thought. Okay, okay never mind. <laughs> uh, hot take from Alicia is that I'm not. <laughs> You're not perfect. <laughs> no, but no, this is a perfect segue into another hot take I have, which is that cancel culture is fake and it only exists for people we don't like. Like, mm -hmm. seriously? I'm so sick of seeing like XYZ is canceled for this reason. Like, no. Well, okay. The only, like, listen, I will say the only people that should be canceled are white men. <laughs> I have a hot take about white men. <laughs> I simply do not want to hear about them anymore. You know, like, you know, that's funny coming from you considering, I think, what was it a week ago where I commented about the guy from Superstore and you seemed very interested. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I'm a white man's whore. Big <laughs> <laughs> turn of events here today. I guess like, no, like in the social ass, like I know that straight white men, they just get everything they want and like have the most privilege out of all of us. But I feel like that's our, like everybody knows that now. Like, can we stop? Yeah. Like, I don't even want to hear about it. Like, absolutely it's like it's like what is the next kind of like like step, what's the action right yes. like what okay like how are we moving and like obviously like there's so many strides like whether it be me too um black lives matter like all of that stuff like obviously like there are strides right it's not to say but yeah. i i get what you mean where it's like we constantly are hearing like straight white males, this is white male blah blah, blah and it's like yep we know mm -hmm. yep. like the people who were gonna do something about it or enact change or actually care they know about this you know like and the people who don't are choosing not to care so yes. the next step is like take action like change policies like change your company the way it like try to like shape the way like you're even thinking about 
your day-to-day life, you know? Troy, that's just straight from your cancel culture thing. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It's just like, we choose the people that we want to cancel and then other people choose different people and it's never gonna it's never absolute I feel well I and it's kind of like you're moment. you're taking the easy way out by kind of just being like okay this person's canceled you know I mean and Alisa you you're probably very passionate about this with like celebrities like kind of just like getting canceled like yeah. which I'm I feel like I've seen you like your Facebook statuses kind of about stuff like this possibly yeah but you know it's like it's kind of just easy to say you know, instead of actually like holding this person accountable for what they did, it, it's like, like canceling does not equal this is, first holding of all, somebody accountable. Like just doesn't do anything. Like obviously, yes, it doesn't count. Like I'm not, this doesn't apply to people like Harvey Weinstein, right? Like no, that's a garbage person. But like this thing when celebrities fucked up when they're like, 16 years old and now they're in their 40s and it's like we're canceling them for something they did in high school as if not every high school teenager is a garbage human being yeah like come on like who we probably all should be canceled under you know what i mean when you're a teenager you're a shitty person that's just like the way it goes and how you learn to be good exactly and even if you're like one of the good you know yeah teenagers it's like you still fuck up in some way, right? I think with media too, it's really hard, like especially for celebrities, for example, um, or if you are an influencer and you like suddenly become kind of like famous and stuff is like everything you do, like, yeah, like when you're 16 on Facebook or MySpace or whatever, like that somehow stays with you unless you actually somehow like you deleted it back in the day and stuff. And, And that's the thing, right? Is because people aren't separating this like, okay, this person can actually, like, grow up, and they can actually, like, like, as you grow, and, like, like, I even remember, like, being an undergrad, and just, like, my mind being absolutely blown at, like, some of the the things we were learning about, and, like, it really shaped, like, how, like, it informed the way, like, I kind of, like, lived, or, like, kept learning throughout my life so far, you know what I mean? So, it's, like, to kind of, like, lump somebody in that teenage, or, like, young child that like did something really stupid isn't necessarily very fair especially if you see that they have genuinely like grown yeah like obviously if they're still acting like an asshat then yeah you're like hey you're just like an idiot like like, if if you see that this if you're if you're looking basically what you just said if you're looking at the timestamps and you've seen growth like like and them apologizing like and whatever whether that you you think they should or shouldn't do it like like it was 30 years ago <laughs> you know what I mean I don't like, think it's like teenagers now have access to so much more knowledge about kind of like what's right what's wrong like socially and what are the social movements that are happening like being woke like that's part of being a teenager now like you have yeah. mass information at your fingertips whereas like back in the day like you could live in ignorance for so right. long well, we talked about this. Like we were saying, like even when you when we were growing up, mm-hmm. it was right when things the cusp of started. social media. Exactly. So like, I only started learning about things like this like in college. You guys, not even high school, college. Yep. When I started learning about how how big these issues were. So like, if 
that's just our generation. So you really think the people who came before us mm-hmm. were thinking about this stuff? Like, unless you were a marginalized person mm-hmm. going through it yourself, like, no, you probably, yeah. probably weren't thinking about it. You know what I mean? Everyone had their own different things too. Like, which I've said to you before, Mario, like my Italian grandparents, like they weren't thinking about people who weren't Italian. They were poor and trying not to get beat up because when they came, they were getting beat up for being Italian. So it's like they had their own shit. They weren't thinking about the fact that Black Lives Matter. It wasn't on their fucking radar. That doesn't make them bad people. It's just, it was a different time. Absolutely. No, sorry, your grandparents are canceled. (laughs) Sorry, bye. No, I, if your grandparents listen, no, I'm just kidding. Wait, here's, here's my hot take, because it actually has to do not with my grandparents, but anyway. <laughs> so my hot take is that, and it's kind of has to do with cancel culture too, is that I'm sick of people using the word pedophilia for adult relationships where there is more than a three-year age gap. That's my hot take, because that's the new trend on the internet. Is it really? Um, sorry? Like, really? Yeah, like the the movie that came out with um, Zendaya and John David Washington. Like, this is so problematic. It's a twelve year age gap. I've never even heard of that movie. (laughs) It's very new. It came out like (laughs) like, a a half ago, I think. What's what's it about? Like, what are people? What's what's the age difference or whatever? She's twenty four, I think. And yeah. he's 12 years older, which whatever that is. Okay? And they're just acting in a movie also. Yeah, they're acting in a movie and they're both consenting adults who, if they were uncomfortable with the role, could have said no, uh-huh. right? Um, especially Zendaya because the director works with her on Euphoria. So it's not like she's being pressured. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's a full-fledged adult. But it's yes. just like people, and it bleeds down this pedophilia thing and like the age gap thing with adults bleeds down into like it's gonna sound so dumb but it bleeds down to like vampires like oh twilight out of all the reasons for twilight to be problematic <laughs> you um, were just waiting to bring up twilight <laughs> no because no she has a good point it's always trending on twitter for some reason i mean i, I like it but it's yeah, always trending on so and then was like oh edward's a pedophile because he's like a million years old and bella's 17 and it's like it bothers me because like I feel like the word pedophile is actually losing its meaning like pedophile is a adult human being first of all they have to be human real life not a vampire (laughs) who is targeting a child like a child prepubescent child and it's their sexual preference it's not just like like, like their somatic exactly So like this thing, like there was this whole debate of like a few months ago on like, if a 17 year old dates a 19 year old, it's pedophilia because the 17 year old is not 18. <sighs> like the 19 is like an adult. And I was like, that's not how it works, man. No. <laughs> like, it's really not how it works. And like a 17 and a 19 year old, first of all, mentally, they're not that far off. Like no. the age is really nothing because it, it really, doesn't really come in at that age like they're both probably still like 17 and 19 it's like yes technically under 18 what somebody over 18 is dating but like what you're saying is like it's not pedophilia it's necessarily somebody like you know grooming uh exactly. you know, younger 
kids like they're you know what I mean yeah like that's different like that's a two-year age difference yeah like but but like because one's in college and one's in university no sorry one's in high school high school one's in college or university Mm -hmm. I was like I I get that I was like but like the again like the the mentality is really not that different because like what if the person who's 17 is turning 18 and like a month and then a month later the other person turns 20 suddenly it's okay yeah yeah you know what I mean like like I I understand if the person's like 15 16 and the other person's 19 20 that's a bit different yeah you know but like that was what the whole debate was about like and it went on for like a full 24 okay can I ask though like what is the Edward Cullen Bella debate like, like what? What's the like? What kind of is like? Are people's like opposing? It's sorry. that that he's 108 and she's 17 in the books, right? Yeah. And they're like, that's pedophilia. I was like, yeah, but he's a vampire, <laughs> so you can't really bring in that logic because he's a vampire <laughs> who's stuck who's stuck at his physical age of 17 because he's a vampire and it's fiction he's a vampire <laughs> to be honest let, let's bring stephanie meyer into this okay St- stephanie yeah, like, let's let's show. Uh, we yeah. <laughs> let her let her in the <laughs> it's i just find it so fucked up like and it i don't know like I, it, I think what you're saying is like there's a lot of people it kind of reminds me of when people use the word Okay. Okay. Obviously the word ignorance and pedophile are, do not go hand in hand, but it reminds me of when people like use the word ignorant and it, it, it's like, they're like, that's so ignorant. And you're like, no, that's actually not what that means at all. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Like people like, yeah, there, there's kind of this weird, like, what do you call that? Right. When, when somebody is 15 and somebody is 19, like, what do you call that? Cause that's not necessarily like, well, there is another, that's the thing. There actually is another word for it which I forget what it is, but there actually is anybody a- listening. If you- <laughs> there <laughs> is no. <laughs> it's exactly what you just said. Like there already is another term. So first of all, if you're trying to have a conversation about, about it and you think it's wrong, fine. You think it's wrong, but like, at least use the correct term. At least if you're making such a heated argument for why a 17 year old and a 19 year old shouldn't be together. Yeah. At least use the fucking right term. Cause pedophilia really is really not it. Of when you hear some people trying to expose a celebrity for assault and then you read the story and it's like oh they hit on me or like even a regular person like oh they hit on me in a workplace and like I felt uncomfortable that's not assault like it's definitely like harassment yeah harassment like using the right language is really important in the end because you can totally diminish the validity of people who are actually victims you know like of like really serious stuff so when you're calling like edward cullen a fucking pedophile like that removes the significance of like an actual person in real life like if you're like normalizing that language in a way that's not supposed to be normal you know so yeah that's a good point yeah like i don't know i feel like people kind of go to the extremes especially with social media and like just like the news cycle like you're gonna get more engagement if you say like xyz is a pedophile versus being like mm, i don't know like a, a, a 17 year old dating a 19 oh, like clickbait, right literally, literally <laughs> clickbait yeah yeah, yeah. Um, how do we segue out of talking about pedophiles <laughs> oh, 
Um, okay, well, what's in, who else has a good hot take? Um, let's see. Oh, I have one about like ma- like mass media and stuff. Ooh, yeah, let's get into that. So, as everybody who listens to this knows, and especially Alicia, but probably also especially Olivia, my dad is a big proponent of uh, like talking about conspiracies of, about media. I mean, conspiracies about everything, but like he always say like says to me and my family when we question him like oh you guys are just like sheep following whatever the media says blah 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 and my hot take is the people who talk the most shit about mass manipulation through media are the ones who are being manipulated the most <laughs> well, because <absolutely. laughs> it's fucking it's literally always some 50 plus year old who's getting all their information from facebook videos and infinite scrolling through all these suggested videos that are based on what they watch are watching already i'm like you are believing anything you hear on this social media app which you're saying is listening to you and you're saying is literally like the worst thing that's ever happened like okay then why are you so addicted to this platform like literally people who are like 45 to plus addicted to facebook question everything i'm just like if you have no truth where's the line yeah you know the the big the the big issue there and like kind of what you're saying it like it is a lot like you know not saying millennials and gen z and stuff like also aren't conspiracy theorists either but like you're kind of right like the kind of like gen late gen x boomers is gen x like right before boomer i don't know anyway the later generation yes boomer gen x then us then gen x is like late 30s to early 50s yeah well whatever the one right before but anyway the older people yeah <laughs> so i just sound so young now but um i think like for us growing up with social media mm-hmm. we we kind of had to figure out figure it out it's kind of it's kind of like when you get like a new uh video game console and you're like playing around with it and and you're playing with the settings or like when you get a new computer or something right you're kind of like doing your own research within it like you're you're playing around you're figuring it out I feel like growing up with social media allowed us to actually like better be able to parse through like what seems legit and what doesn't like we kind of know the codes of like whether something is a meme, right? Like we kind of know what what a general like meme might look like. Um, and so I think for older generations who kind of got plopped into Facebook, like it's like, it was just like, okay, give them this. They've never been on social media before. They don't really know like the codes of social media. Yeah. And it's like, you just give them Facebook. Of course, they're like sharing those stupid minions quotes and shit like that. Don't talk shit about minions in this house. uh, (laughs) I will not tolerate. (laughs) But like, you know what I mean? Or like sharing things. Like, I remember, you know, um, back, like, I would say like 2013 is kind of maybe 2012, 2013 is when like, like real clickbait, like actual like clickbait websites were kind of like, like, it's like, you'll never believe what this mom did when her daughter, and it was like, da, da, da. Like, it's like, and like, yeah. I remember like older people, like always sharing stuff like that. Yeah. A, not actually clicking into articles either though, at the same time, just reading like part of the headline and being like, whoa, like, yeah. you know, which is like a really interesting thing, obviously. And like, like, you know, I'm an ex, you know, 
Ghibli employee, but just like thinking about like content creation kind of space, like, you know, thinking about this, but um, I don't know. I think like that, that's the big thing too, right? Is like, because they don't have, gosh, now I'm just rambling, but because they kind of don't have that, like they didn't grow up with social media, I guess what I'm saying is like, I think they'll, they'll take something online and just take it at face value. Not, they're, they're not analyzing it. They're not critically analyzing it, right? Well, media literacy. They're, still, they're still like grown ass adults who a lot of them went to school. A lot of them understand yeah. that like thinking critically about anything you consume is important. And I feel like at this point, okay, maybe between like 2012 and like 2018, it was like, it was okay. Like, yeah, they don't understand what's happening. They're old, blah, blah, blah. But now it's at the point where like, when your family members are telling you like, this is fake, everything you're posting is fake, you know, like there has to be some sort of like choice at that point. You're choosing to believe this stuff because it is reinforcing your already previously made uh, health opinions, you know? So yeah. I think it's kind of like digging your own digital grave in a lot of ways. Absolutely. But I, but I really do think like, you know, studying, studying communications, like in undergrad, like being, being critical of media, being critical of the way people like engage with media and stuff like that. I do kind of think it is, um, like when I, when I say like my mind kind of exploded in undergrad because I never thought of things that way. Like, yes, like our parents are grown adults and stuff, but I think there is that extra step of like training your brain to immediately critically think something yeah. like yeah like of course a lot of our parents are educated or they're grown adults and they should know but you know what adults like even us like we're adults like adults are stupid like you literally have to spell things out for adults it's so, like, I mean go to a grocery store and if you don't put stickers for people to stand right now like for <laughs> people don't it's like oh if there's not a sticker that means we don't need to social distance like I honestly think that's what goes through people's minds and already people don't follow the arrows. They don't follow the things and there are stickers down for that. So it's like adults are kind of dumb. I'm sorry. We are. We're stupid. That's true. Yeah. We have, we have to be told everything. Yeah. You know what though, going off your school thing, that it's one of my hot takes is that I am very tired of people disrespecting the humanities and the arts. And my hot take is that they are just as valuable to society as the sciences. And like I like some people I know in my life are like, oh, those university courses on like sexuality or whatever, are like useless and dumb. Are they though? Because like we're all adults who still don't know how to speak to people properly and don't know how to treat women properly yeah. and don't know how to treat LGBT people properly. So are they useless? There's only so far that like a plus b equals c goes yeah and i'm i'm not like diminishing like the sciences or math or anything by just being like it's as simple as you know abc one two three but it's like but i think you know the humanities is kind of about digging deeper yeah into into like what we live every day and that needs to be studied yeah like it's it drives me insane and like I, I already knew when I was entering English lit like yes finding a job was not going to be easy but like I follow this um this Twitter account called classical memes for Hellenistic teens and <laughs> it's basically just like a bunch of mythology and classics memes but then when the election was going on 
And at one of the points where Trump was basically saying like about voter fraud, like one of those many, many conversations that were being had, the account basically tweeted like, this is what, this is kind of what happens when you stop putting focus in education on like being able to take information you see online, like what you were saying, Olivia, and being able to digest it critically. So like, because it's the humanities that teach you how to read content and read it critically. But because schools are so interested, which isn't necessarily their fault, right? Like schools get what's given to them by the school boards and the government, right? Um, so it's like, there's all this emphasis, like even my aunt, she works at an elementary school and she has to try to teach them coding. Elementary school and she's trying to te teach them coding. And that's I was like, I was like using like those freaking spirographs to create like <laughs> a human or something. Like what? Like I yeah. would never be able to do that. Like we're putting so much emphasis on things where like, and the humanities, like everyone uses that every day, right? Like to be a functioning human being, like I don't have to know really anything about biochemistry or biology or, you know, if I really wanted, I don't even have to know anything about math, which for the most part I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like we use, like when you have social interactions, that's using humanities, right? Like you learn that from books and media and when someone's talking to you, how to be empathetic. Like it's not just stuff your parents taught you if they did decide to teach you know what I mean like and all these social issues like again yeah I learned it from uh the internet when it was coming out and stuff but like it was through books I read and well and the, you know the thing too that's interesting about that is like I know people who are kind of like starting to like get into being more interested in social issues like since Black Lives Matter and you know me too and stuff have kind of like been brought to the forefront and I do find um you know and a lot of these people they're 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 just listening to podcasts haha <laughs> like I know this is a podcast but like you know they're just listening to podcasts and like maybe like reading some articles here and there um and I think it's one thing to like for example the people who studied the humanities, maybe they're the ones who are creating these podcasts, like they are educated and they're able to speak on these topics, whether it be eloquently or just like conversational or whatever. But it's like, on the other hand, like the people who are digesting it also kind of just being more well-rounded and like where they're getting that information from and like being like part of critical thinking is like being able to take a lot of different kind of pieces and seeing where your thoughts align with that whether they align or they don't you know what I mean and I think there's a gap in that too where like um like there's you know people are starting to get more interested I don't even want to say like start they're starting but obviously it's becoming a conversation more normalized to like talk about social issues and stuff which come from the humanities right mm -hmm. um, a lot of like professors and you know and Instagram and TikTok have made that like so much more accessible and just on the other end like who's consuming it critically thinking about yeah. these people who have spent the majority of their lives critically thinking like you know what I mean yeah. ah, it's crazy <laughs> no, I get it does that make sense like I don't know people are probably gonna listen to this and be like Olivia like uh, okay. yeah, her, she's not allowed back on here <laughs> I think the other end of that is like 
just consuming social issues as something to like digest is not enough and so I think we're in this stage of like awareness awareness uh, activism which is like it's just not good you know like okay like yeah we all know activism yeah like we all know about this or that and like yeah did you hear about this yeah that's so bad I'm gonna post it to my story like I think it's it's cool that people are aware of things but the true test will be in the next generation of like are people gonna actually do stuff to make changes and like was our awareness generation enough to like bring these social issues to the forefront and actually change things because I don't see a lot of people doing a lot even including myself like I'm guilty of this too is like even about stuff that directly affects me I'm like yeah meh. like I have so much other shit going on it kind of comes back to like I don't have time to care about everything and like to change all of my personal choices to but it's also impossible like it's yeah. impossible for like for you to be aware of every single bad thing in the world as well as your own bad things yeah. and be like a functioning human adult like it's it's impossible it's impossible to do and i'm not saying like oh we should just basically like like fuck off and like not care about stuff you know that's obviously not what i'm saying but yeah like it's imp- it's impossible to give everything to you know causes pretty much like yeah it's hard it's hard being a human being like on your own trying to get through your own shit like I want to be a dog and like just kind of like <laughs> just like roam around the house like sleep you know on sometimes my, my bird is out right now okay he's in the room with me oh my God. and in. we're getting oh, getting him in the video <laughs> dude just come say hi I love that he just like roams. So, yeah, there he is. <laughs> so cute. So it's funny that you said the thing about a dog because like the whole time we've been talking, he pretty much like <laughs> you see him. Oh my God. Uh, he has like his little playground where he's just been like running around and like like looking at himself in the mirror and like checking himself out. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> animal like in like a loving home must be probably like the highest point of living yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? highest quality of life yeah well he's just chilling on your head right now. Uh, he, like he makes like a little mess in it so um funny. i actually have a fun hot take yeah yeah let's go let's go into something fun i have a fun hot take and i get into a lot of arguments though with people about it and it is that um Ross from Friends, he's not a bad person. And he's one of the funniest people on the show. And I will die by his side. And <laughs> uh, I have to be honest, I like do not watch Friends, um, which is funny because I had to write a lot of articles about like friends. <laughs> products and like I had to pretend that like I had some sort of opinion on it. Or, or like I remember having to like do like kind of like outside research to just be like what happened in this episode and I don't know if you guys remember like sometimes in lentil soup I would be like guys why yeah, was Monica, <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh I'm trying to understand why this happened yeah I remember that um so like, Alicia I will take your word for it <laughs> um 
I don't care about friends the way that like, I'm testing this out on the wrong people <laughs> like yeah like I the way at white people yeah <laughs> I feel like, I'm gonna explain my reasoning anyhow okay all the disbelievers there okay <laughs> everyone's like oh he whines a lot and like makes stupid choices first of all it's a comedy show he's supposed to make stupid choices yeah. that's number one everyone on our show does something dumb second he whines he whines a lot and like he's jealous and whatever he was cheated on by his wife if my wife or husband would cheat on me yeah i would probably not trust anyone for a really long time and everything yeah. they do because especially when you have like I'm not saying this like about me necessarily, but like if you have like bad self-esteem or a lot of anxiety or whatever, like you're gonna, yeah, right? Like that's just how inevitable. And then everyone's like the whole like, were they on a break or whatever? Cause he quote unquote, whether you believe he cheated on her or not. Everyone on that show has cheated on someone. They're all garbage. I'm tired of him being the only one called out. They all, I think the only person who didn't cheat on someone was Monica, but every other person on that show ha- show has been part of an affair. Technically, yeah. Phoebe was married for like three seasons and was going on dates with a bunch of random people. Yeah, with the guy from the Pigeon on the Roof or whatever his name was. And yeah, why are they giving Ross so much flack then? Because people are annoying and dumb. Because they don't and like Ross. Easy to hate on because he has like being annoying is part of his character. But it's like, okay, that's part of why he's funny. Yeah, and everyone's like, but, and then, so I always bring up, well, like, Joey cheats on people all, like, his personality trait is cheating on people. Yeah. Yeah, but that's different, because it's like, and then that's where the sentence ends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not looking different. You just find it funny when Joey does it, because it's Joey, and he, like, eats a lot. So it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Anyway, that's my hot take, and I dare someone to try to come for me. <laughs> Every single person on that show has cheated on someone, except maybe Monica. Sound, sound off in the comments. <laughs> but Monica slept with a guy in high school. So they're all bad people, man. They all fuck up. You know why? Because people suck and we're all terrible. Yep. That is facts. Boom. That is facts. And nobody can argue with that. Yep. That's my fun hot take. And oh. also that Pulp Fiction and Die Hard are not good movies. Oh. Pulp Fiction is okay. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like cult. It shouldn't have cult status. I wasn't ready for that. You don't think Pulp Fiction should have cult status? I think all of Tarantino's movies get so much more hype than they deserve. And I'm just like, oh, there was violence. And they said the N-word. So what? <laughs> Kill Bill? Yeah. Sick. Loved it. But like. I don't think that's good either. To be fair, I have not rewatched it since my childhood so I would like to preserve that memory <laughs> um what was the last movie like something in Hollywood or something right? in Hollywood. okay I'm I believe if my sister somehow gets this link I don't know I believe she didn't like it I thought it was I thought it was I have mixed feelings I per, I much prefer Tarantino's new films versus his old ones in my opinion all his old ones are mostly terrible like I really don't like them I prefer his new stuff um, once upon a time in Hollywood, it's weird. Like I, I enjoyed it and I, it's, I think it was a bit too long. I think it could have been shorter cool. and I can understand why people didn't like it. Like some people are uncomfortable with the way history was like rewritten and like, I can get that, but I also understand what he was trying to achieve. Yeah. So I'm like in a weird place with it. 
But my favorite parts also when it was like nothing was happening and like it was just Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio like growing out in the bar. Like that's my favorite. <laughs> so, okay, fair. Well, yeah, I, I can see both arguments like easily with that movie. It's like a, it's a, it's a, I do think it's a movie where like it makes sense that a lot of people wouldn't like it. Whereas like, I feel like when I say I don't like Pulp Fiction, like more people are surprised. Yeah, I'm kind of like, oh. To be honest, I think that like, people who have really strong opinions about these types of things where like you say something against something popular it's like they like that thing because it's popular because they think they should like it so like if you're like kind of if you're like a film enthusiast and someone's like Quentin Tarantino like he's trash like you're you know this is like another topic to just topic is like posturing performing posturing and performing yeah like oh yeah you're a film buff you like have to think that like all of these films by this person are like super yeah amazing. yeah it's like, like when- with music too it's the same it's like you sh- you should everybody should like love this album it's like i've never really listened to them but That's i still like music is pet peeves it's like music and film elitism like who are you to judge who cares like i don't want to if i don't want to listen to frank ocean that's my choice. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, that, that kind of does upset me, but like. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Also, it's like, it sucks the way people bring it up, right? Like, I think it's, for example, when we disagree on a movie or a thing, it's, it's the conversation is, oh, I didn't like that movie. Oh, I did. And here's, you know, and we go back it's and forth. Changing ideas. Yeah. Yeah. But I find with a lot of these people that the two of you are bringing up and I agree, it's like, I'll say, oh, I didn't like Tenet. And then the other person say, well, you're wrong. <laughs> it's exactly. like, I can't be wrong because I didn't like it. Exactly. And like, it's okay. It's just so interesting. It, it's so interesting. And there's like a theorist that like wrote this whole, he's like a, like you study him in media and I forget his name, which is bad because I had to write, I had to do a presentation on him in my master's and I forget his name. <laughs> um, anyway, but you know, it was talking about taste and it's just like, I'm not saying that I I honestly kind of forget what it was talking about. I just remember that it was about taste, but like, it is like made up, right? Like, it's just like, you know, I mean, it goes to trends and and all that stuff, but. Well, it's like the whole Martin Scorsese thing, right? When he said that, like, because this haunts me, like, I know it does. (laughs) I think about this every night before I go to bed. (laughs) He's like, oh, like, Marvel movies aren't art, basically, right? Like, the superhero genre isn't art. And like we talked about this a bit with Ray, like anything that people are putting that much time and effort and passion into, how is that not art? Like just because it's not two people sitting on a bench discussing like fucking their affair, that doesn't make it not art. And like, what's the, no offense, but what's the difference between the superhero movies and like the billion gangster movies that are out there? Same fucking plot every time, same actors, same exactly aesthetic everything i think like if it's a hollywood movie okay also this is me not a film buff so like please like please interject but i'm, I'm just kind of like i i don't think it's fair for like a hollywood director to be bashing other hollywood films because yeah. it's hollywood like it, it's, it's not about, like he's an independent it's like at the end of the day there are commercial interests there's a lot of money there's a lot of politics it's like can you really be it's like it's not on the same, yeah. like kind of what you're saying, Alicia, like how can you say it, it's not art? Like it, it, how are they different, right? Like there's, there's, 
also you're, like you're Martin Scorsese, like your projects are beautifully funded. You know what I mean? Like he's not, sorry, my bird is like flying around everywhere. So if there's like <laughs> noise in the background, that's what it is. Like, you know, you're getting all this, like your, your projects are just as commercially seen as Marvel movies. Exactly, exactly, so yeah. It just doesn't make sense and it just bothers me. And like, again, it's like, it's fine if you don't like them, that's fine. You yep. can't say it's not art just because you don't enjoy it. Like that's I not think everybody should just be hyping everybody up. I mean, I personally think I I do that with movies and TV. Yeah. I'm like Tenant, but I still said, oh, but the Robert Pattinson's performance and the guy who played the villain whose name I don't know were so good that like it that made it worth watching. Alicia, I don't think I've ever heard you like like bash movies like I know I have like never really like talked to you in depth but I feel like every time you like bring up a movie or something it's just very like you always find the value just, like discussing it yeah because there is some there tends to be something I don't think I've ever like there's always something a little bit good about every movie um there are like like Call Me By Your Name I I do not like that movie but yes, it's beautifully shot. It's aesthetically pleasing. You know, Timothy Chalamet gives a great performance. I just didn't like it. But you know, there's, I think there's something you could Wait, get. Which movie? Call Me By Your Name. Oh, okay. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, Here's a question. Can you separate art from the artist? I already know Alicia has opinions. But <laughs> my take on this is it's the same as cancel culture where like you choose who you want to like for me uh after Tory Lane shot Megan the Stallion didn't listen to a single song of his ever again and I was a big fan like I was a huge fan dude I did the same thing but then I'm like sometimes a Chris Brown feature will come on and I'm like I'm I know why is that okay up. and I'm like he beat up Rihanna love her just as much why am I doing that so it's like what do you guys think like can you separate the art from the artist or do you think that it's like no you're always supporting them when you're inter interacting with their art for me I think it's a I think it's a big gray area like it really I think it really depends like on I don't, I don't really want to say like, it depends on what they did, you know, like, like, let's like compare like what was worse, you know, <laughs> not really that, but like, I mean, with Tory Lanez, it's like, I think I can give up like not listening to him because it's not like for me, I liked some of his songs and like, I really liked the song B.I.D. Yeah. Um, and it's like, like, it like pumped me up. Uh, and I, I enjoyed listening to it, but I'm like, I can give up listening to that. Um, for me, the, one of the biggest ones was uh, the band Brand New. And when it came forward, like the lead singer, like Jesse Lacey from like years before had been basically like grooming. I It was one girl for sure, Ooh. but I think he was doing it to multiple people. And, and he was like doing bad things online and, and put her in a really bad position, basically. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to like enjoy their music. Like it's just difficult. And then like some of the lyrics, when you listen to them, you're like, ah, like right are there. you singing about like what happened? Like, like in one of their songs, he's like kind of singing about like getting her drunk and like, like, like maybe like using her or something. I forget what song it is. 
so it's hard it's hard but like recently a brand new song like has come up on like a spotify playlist that i was listening to and i did leave it on and it was like i don't know i don't know guys yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i agree i think it's a gray area i don't like my issue i think is more when i i don't like when people tell me what i should be doing and it's because ultimately like my choices on sorry my choices of who i listen to or what i'm watching or whatever ultimately it's not affecting anyone but me yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah so i i get annoyed when people tell me what it is i can and cannot listen to or watch and cannot watch but i do the same thing like what you both said like there's some oh my god sorry <laughs> there's some somebody's people, just having fun well, because like he's hanging onto the window. I'm not sure what he's trying to do. Um, anyway, there's some people that, um, you know, that I heavily dislike now. Like the only person though on top of my head is like uh, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> because it, it is like, that's really the only person that I can think of that like, I really don't like anything she has said. But also, yes, it's impossible for me to say that I won't ever consume her content again. Because I, I know that's not true. Like, I, I know it's not true. Like, I think like if she came out with like another book, would you buy it? I mean, like, I, would you like financially support this person who is? I mean, like I bought the, but it was like a few years ago. So it might've been before, I don't really know. Oh my god! But um, like Chris, when Chris Child came out, like I got that. Yeah. But like, I first of all, I don't even remember what was happening during that time. That was what five years ago, maybe more. Yeah. I feel like it. Like for me, at least, like I'm not a Harry Potter, a, a Potterhead, if you will. Um, <laughs> um, but I feel like more recently, I feel like was it not like. 2019 maybe when that came out she was very vocal on Twitter yeah. like maybe before on Twitter she was saying some things but it was kind of like muddled maybe like, like people weren't really sure like what the heck she was saying maybe I don't know I'm not like I don't know either that's thing because even when I did love her I never followed her on Twitter just because like it didn't it didn't really suit what I wanted to see on my timeline yep so until it started going viral I didn't really know what was going on which I think you're right though I think it was like within the past two years like quite recent it became very like maybe people kind of knew about it before but definitely like in more of like the public eye for it to maybe like be on TMZ or something has been like in the last yeah. couple years but that's why I asked like would you would you financially support this person who you know you don't agree with right like that's where it gets kind of tricky, right? Because it's yeah. like, yeah, maybe you'll continue to read Harry Potter because th that's like a time before, you know? Yeah. And, and maybe like you reconciled with that, that like you're able to still read those, you know? But I guess it's like the now like financially, you know, giving money to this person. I think it that, depends. Like if she, like for example, books, it's like, easy, it's kind of easy, right? Like the easy workaround there is a used bookstore. So for me, like, yeah, I would still read the books, right. you know, um, the movies, whether I go in theater or whether I wait for them to come out, I probably will still watch them too, because it is world I love. And, you know, like, and people can judge me for saying that I'll still watch them and still read them, even though I'm not supporting her directly because it's a used bookstore, but 
like it's a world that I love and like I'm and yeah like look going back to Stephanie Meyer like chance okay I won't say chances are but like it can be implied that some decisions she made were racist right yeah. but I still like I bought Midnight Sun when that came out yeah so is that worse or better you know what I mean yeah so it's like yeah I don't know I think it's I think it's a gray area I think it's difficult I think at the end of the day like people will judge you no matter what you I do. think at the end of the day too because you know there are some people that are very black and white about it it's like nope absolutely not and I think like obviously that does depend as well but I think as long as like you're you're not you're not trying to because I find what happens is like people don't want to believe that this person that they've put on a pedestal did that right like they want they want to like make excuses for maybe like why they did that to try and alleviate that guilt so I think at least acknowledging like yeah this person is like doing really shitty things or they did this really shitty thing like I'm not discounting that but owning the fact like but you know for me I'm gonna continue to read Harry Potter like somebody can't really argue with you you know because it's like that's on you like that that's like a you kind of deal you know it's it's not like Quentin Tarantino like he he choked Uma Thurman right yep I know someone who doesn't watch films because she sees him as an abuser which is fine but you still watch the Wonder Woman film and Gal Gadot has that whole controversy with her so again like what's the difference why is it okay to watch Wonder Woman like what Maria is saying it's kind of on that same level as cancel culture it's like that same yeah we just pick our favorites I'm not saying to not watch Wonder Woman because I watch I watch both I watch Wonder Woman I watch his films I'm just saying that like at the end you can really only do what's comfortable for you and I think trying to conform to what other people say is right or wrong becomes really difficult especially for someone like me who like I don't know what I would do without television, movies, and books. And if I start bringing it down to only people who are not problematic, I probably won't have much left. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, books, like every fucking classic author is racist, homophobic, sexist, or all three. Yep. But like, also, like Richard when you fall, a good book. Yeah, like when you fall into a category that that person has an offense against, I think you, it, it also becomes like more comfortable for you to make that decision. Like if I found out that someone that I loved in media was like racist at some point, it's up to me to be like, okay, well, he could have said, they could have said that to me, but like, are they different now? Or like, am I comfortable with just enjoying what they put out? Cause like, it doesn't really have anything to do with racism. And like, I don't really see it as directly funding their racism, you know? Yeah. So I think it's like it's just funny it's a gray area and it depends and totally sometimes, yeah. and sometimes it's black and white it's it's just a tornado I don't yeah. think it'll ever be like cookie cutter like yes and no I think it's something it's just like up to us to discuss and and reconcile with and just like not give people who do shitty things excuses for their behavior it's like yeah. holding them accountable still for sure well like I said I like JK Rowling I think she's being terrible mm-hmm. you know nothing of what she says first of all makes any sense <laughs> to begin with um and it's just hurtful to the trans community obviously but yeah like if she writes another book 
like I said, whether I buy it at a books, like a Indigo or a used bookstore or an ebook or whatever, I probably still will read it. Mm -hmm. So, and people can come for me and that's fine, but I have like, what, 60 years left on the earth maybe? <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to at least read the books I want to read. <laughs> right. You know what? We ain't, we ain't going to stop you. So <laughs> you do, you do, you boo-boo. <laughs> Guys, if you can believe we're already past our one hour mark. No. Oh, shoot. It literally flew by. <laughs> oh my God. It's so much fun though. Like I'm, I'm sure like whoever listens to this and actually made it past like the first 30 minutes because like just the chaotic energy I tend to bring. <laughs> <laughs> um you know thank you for making it to the end basically yeah like, I'm saying <laughs> that's a lot lentil soup is used to the chaotic energy true yeah <laughs> they love for it yeah and it's just so nice to like talk to people and and talk about just like not know, like working pandemic. yes honestly, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> even though we did kind of talk about the pandemic in the beginning um hot take the pandemic sucks ass and when people <laughs> talk about it it sucks even more ass so yeah, yeah. so come on that. the show if you don't want to talk about covid yeah honestly get into it <laughs> yeah honestly no, this well is so thank fun. you so much for being our guest this week Thanks for having me the banter was gorgeous i'm here for it um and yeah that was episode 10 thank you to everyone who tuned in thank you bye, bye. bye. <laughs>